Welcome to the Storytime Clinic, where children's books and health collide. I'm your host, pediatrician Dr. Mfan Umarin, and every week I spotlight a children's book featuring a character with a health condition. My goal is to inspire conversations that will help all of us better understand and support kids with health conditions. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Today, I want to talk to the entrepreneur within you, and I want to know, what business idea or money-making venture did you have when you were a child? When you think about children trying to make a little bit of extra money, I bet you one of the first things that you think about is a child running a lemonade stand. Now, I've only ever seen this in real life, maybe once or twice, but all the children's movies out there make it seem like it is the way to make cash. Like this is what every child turns to in their time of need. (laughs) Probably a little bit less now in the aftermath of COVID, but uh, apparently that was the thing to do. Now, if it wasn't the lemonade stand for you, what was it? What was your version of the lemonade stand? Were you the child who sold the snacks that your mom had so lovingly packed for you when you got to school? Did you tutor other children? How about walking other children to school in order to get them safely to school and avoid the school bully? This is how we meet Marcus Vega, who is the main character in our featured book this week, Marcus Vega Doesn't Speak Spanish by Pablo Cartaya. And Marcus is a big kid, and he has created an entire economy around using his size to his advantage. And one of his services includes walking his smaller, scrawnier, middle-grade clientele safely to school so they can avoid the class bully. He has also created an entire alternative justice system in which he collects attacks from students that he has found misbehaving or breaking school rules in one way or another so that they can avoid going to the principal's office. So he has created this entire business model for himself and he keeps painstaking records of all his transactions. (laughs) So this is how the book opens up. As soon as I read this, I was like, I am going to be entertained by this book. I'm going to love it. And I was completely right. Again, the name of the book is Marcos Vega Doesn't Speak Spanish. It's by Pablo Cartaya. It's a middle grade read. But Marcus is not the character that we're going to focus on. We're actually going to talk about his brother, Charlie. And Charlie has Down syndrome. So that is a condition that we're going to be talking about today. So let's talk a little bit about Down syndrome itself first, and then I will come back to the book and talk about how it is represented in this book and why I think that it's such an excellent perspective. So Down syndrome is a genetic disorder, and in fact, it's one of the most common genetic disorders. And what happens is normally a child is meant to get 23 chromosomes from mom and 23 chromosomes from dad. Now, a chromosome is a unit of genetic material. It's a unit of our DNA. So with these 23 chromosomes from each parent, 
every person is meant to have 46 chromosomes totally. What happens in Down syndrome is that instead of having just two copies of the 21st chromosome, children with Down syndrome have three copies of this chromosome instead. So somewhere along the line, a mistake is made and you get one whole extra chromosome there. So another name for Down syndrome is trisomy 21, which essentially means three copies of the 21st chromosome. Down syndrome affects about 1 in 700 births in the United States. Typically, I give stats that are related to the United States because that is where I'm located and that's where I work. But of course, there are people with Down syndrome all through the world. And the likelihood of having a child with Down syndrome actually increases the older the mom is at the time of her pregnancy. Now, there is some genetic testing that can be done during pregnancy to find out whether a child is going to have Down syndrome. And sometimes there are findings on those ultrasounds that are done during pregnancy that can also give us a suspicion that a child might end up having Down syndrome. Even when Down syndrome is not picked up before birth, children with Down syndrome tend to have very similar facial features. So there would be some clues very early on that would alert a doctor that a child likely has Down syndrome. Some of those features are uh, the bridge of their nose is a little bit more flat. Their eyes may be spaced a little bit differently and slanted down. And their muscle tone overall tends to be a little bit less, so they, they are uh, a bit more floppy than other babies would be. Um, so there, there are several other things in the appearance that would make us suspicious for uh, having Down syndrome. Now, what are some other things that go along with Down syndrome? Well, children with Down syndrome can have some developmental delays, meaning that it might take them longer to develop certain skills when it comes to things like walking or talking. I mentioned how they might have a lower muscle tone at baseline, so a bit more floppy overall. And so these things can affect um, the development of motor skills, of being able to walk well, um, of being able to um, speak well, sometimes they might have some issues with feeding very early on. Children with Down syndrome also tend to have um, varying levels of intellectual disabilities. So a lot of the times this is a, a mild intellectual disability, um, can be moderate as well, and less likely it can be a severe intellectual disability. Children with Down syndrome are also at risk of having several other medical conditions, and so they need to be monitored pretty closely throughout their lives. At birth, about 40 or 50 percent of children with Down syndrome will have some heart defects and um, may require surgery for these defects. They are also prone to having issues with their sight or with hearing. These things kind of tend to develop more so over time. And uh, it's also possible that they can have issues with their digestive systems, with their thyroid function, issues with their immune system, and um, their disease also puts them at a slightly higher risk for leukemia or, or blood disorders. 
One of the big things to keep in mind is that Down syndrome is very variable. So it can look really different from one child to the next. Now, coming back to our book, Marcus Vega Doesn't Speak Spanish, we were talking about Charlie, who is Marcus's younger brother. And it's Charlie's first year in middle school. We first meet him in the school environment. And what we find out is that Charlie is the first student with Down syndrome to attend Montgomery Middle, which is the name of their middle school. Now, this did not come easy, and it was opposed by several other families who did not want uh, to have a child with Down syndrome in regular classes with their children. However, it is the right of all students with disabilities to receive a free um, public education, and that is part of the um, Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. If you're interested in learning a bit more about that, we talked about special education in one of our earlier episodes. That's episode six. So not only is it their right to receive a free and appropriate public education, but the goal is to do that in the least restrictive environment possible, meaning that where it is possible for children with learning disabilities and special needs to be in regular classes with um, other students, that is the goal to have them there. And then when it's not possible, we can have them in special education classes. So in the book, we see that Charlie had uh, several classes with other students. He had PE, he had art, he had those kinds of classes with um, other students. And then he had some special classes such as math and English um, with the other special needs uh, students who have different learning disabilities because the teacher could kind of tailor the curriculum to their needs there. So that's how we meet Charlie. We also find out that he has some additional classes in the school environment. Um, so therapy classes, he has speech therapy and he has occupational therapy that he does there as well. Now, just because Charlie is now part of the mainstream education system, it does not mean that he has been accepted by all the students. And there's one student in particular who does some bullying and name calling, which Marcus, Charlie's older brother, does not like at all. Marcus ends up uh, defending his younger brother and in the process gets suspended from school. So number one, this highlights the aspect of bullying that uh, children with intellectual disabilities can still face in the school system, which is why it's so important for children to have exposure to and to learn about other children who are different than they are. But number two, this event in the book is kind of a catalyst for the rest of the story, which plays out as the family takes a uh, vacation to Puerto Rico to kind of reconnect with family and to search for Marcus's long lost father. So there's a whole lot more to the storyline of this book. And the book doesn't do a lot of heavy handed education about Down syndrome. It does a lot more showing rather than telling, which I think is actually very effective and um, sometimes a better way to approach things. But I really appreciated the fact that it was um, a story that included a character with Down syndrome very, very organically and just portrayed and represented Charlie living life, which is an important thing for kids to see. 
And I think it may surprise kids when they read this book just how relatable Charlie is, just how relatable a person with Down syndrome can be. Charlie was incredibly friendly. So he is the only child in the whole middle school who knows every single kid's names. And he knows their interests. He knows what they like and what they don't like. So he's incredibly friendly, a personable character. And that is sort of a common thread that uh, is noted from families or parents who have children with Down syndrome is that they do tend to be very uh, open and friendly people. Charlie is also very intelligent in his own way. So when the family is planning their trip to Puerto Rico, Charlie is the one who is researching ahead of time and he is trying to look up things about Puerto Rico and get himself prepared for the experience. So he's very um, engaged in the process and when he wants to learn, he's capable of learning. In other aspects, we see that Charlie is also just a regular kid. He has moments when he's happy. He has moments when he is sad. He has moments where he is cooperative. He has moments where he's stubborn. (laughs) He has times when he pokes fun at his brother or he talks smack to other people. So he's just um, a very well-rounded, organic uh character in this book um, that I think will have a big impact on children who are reading this book when they think about other people who have Down syndrome. Although Charlie is capable of doing a lot of things on his own, uh, the book also tries to present a uh, balanced perspective and the reader knows that sometimes Charlie does need a little extra supervision and support. And this is where his older brother, Marcus, steps in significantly. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit previously as well, where siblings are a very important source of support for their siblings who have special needs. And sometimes they end up shouldering a lot of responsibility for these siblings with special needs. Marcus in the book is worried about how Charlie is going to cope when Marcus goes on to high school and he's no longer around in the middle school to protect him. And this is also an important consideration when an older child is going to college. And as a child with special needs grows up and gets into adulthood, the question of who is going to continue to help to take care of them. A very important part of um, the overall care of a child with Down syndrome is preparing them for that transition into adulthood. And there's a lot of really good programs that kind of focus on um, strengthening their skills in certain areas. So they're able to do better when they are um, out and living as much of an independent life as they're able to live. There are programs that help to improve their social skills. There are programs that work on career building skills, skills that can help them um, attain and keep certain jobs. And um, there are also organizations that um, provide assisted living or group living uh, homes as well so that they are living independently from their families, but they still have a place where they have some additional support as needed. 
When I was preparing for this episode, one of the organizations that I came across that really caters to children with Down syndrome and their families is called Gigi's Playhouse. And the vision of Gigi's Playhouse is to see a world where individuals with Down syndrome are accepted and embraced in their families, schools, and communities. And what they do is they provide free education, uh, free therapies and free career development programs for individuals with Down syndromes. They work with individuals with Down syndrome kind of through the course of their lifetime. So they have programs that cater to children who are really small um, to also children who are approaching adulthood. And so that's one if you want to learn a little bit more about one of the organizations that supports children with Down syndrome, Gigi's Playhouse. It's G-I-G-I-S playhouse.org. So that would be a good place for you to start there. Okay, so to wrap up that book, again, it's called Marcus Vega Doesn't Speak Spanish. It's by Pablo Cartaya. Get it. You will love it. It's very funny. I really, really enjoyed reading it. I'm going to sneak in a bit of a bonus book here. This one is called 47 Strings, Tessa's Special Code, and it is by Becky Carey. This is a picture book written for a younger audience, and it's pretty short. It was written by a mom, that's Becky Carey, who has a child with Down syndrome, and she wanted a way to explain to uh, her daughter's older sibling, uh, what Down syndrome was about and what it would mean for Tessa's future. And the 47 strings kind of represents the way she explains the chromosomes that we talked about earlier and the fact that this child with Down syndrome has one additional chromosome. And it explains this in just very simple, easily accessible language for a younger child, as well as going into a little bit of detail about what Down syndrome might mean for Tessa. So it might mean that she does things a little bit slower than other children do, and she needs a bit more time to catch up on certain skills. It does focus on the positives that there are a lot of things that she will be capable of doing and a lot of things that she will enjoy just like any other child. But it does touch on the fact that she might have difficulty with bullies or with making friends. And it emphasizes the importance of having a supportive and loving family for this child with Down syndrome to thrive. So again, it's called 47 Strings by Becky Carey. It's a very simple, easy read, but it's a good place to start if you are looking for something to help explain Down syndrome to a sibling or a young child. So that is our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely tune in next week. We will be doing an episode on the Special Olympics and we have a really good guest lined up for that episode. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you tune in again next week. All righty, take care. That's it. For the show notes and links to the books I cover in this episode, please head over to the podcast website at www.storytimeclinic.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with other people who may be interested. I'd also love to hear from you if you have book suggestions or health topics you'd like to see me cover. 
If you want to give me some feedback and help me make this podcast more valuable for you, you can leave a review on iTunes or send me an email at thestorytimeclinic at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.